Hello? Hello, hello, hello. Give me a second, I just got to do something. Two seconds. Just a point. Oh. There we go. That's better. All right. So, <laughs> welcome to the Falkman Winter Soldier from Mouth of the Clyde. This is a day late from our usual time on a Sunday. I don't know if we're going to move to Monday, but due to medical issues, I had to give it a day. So, I think we've got a question there already, Chris, which is... Okay, I think that's rare. Please be swampy. Please be swampy. There we go. Let's see. Yeah, my favourite episode of that Winter Soldier thingy was the fifth episode where he stamped on the iPhone. It was funny. He stamped on the guy? Stamped on an iPhone? Oh, stamped on an iPhone. <laughs> you wouldn't appreciate that because you're, you're a Mac user unlike me. PC Mass Race over here. No, I've, I've fully went over, Chris. I use Mac. I'm happily using Mac in I don't have to fuck about with anything. I've I fully sold my soul. I do have a wee sticker over my camera, but I'm good with it. Got to take the data privacy seriously. But I like it. It's thin. It's metal. It's it's good. I bought a MacBook Air. Not a sponsor, by the way. No, that would be a fairly decent. No, we're not sponsored by Apple, (laughs) but. We are sponsored by the Invercade Boiler Company. You see how excited with that? And they have opened a new store, and I believe that duty now we're opening stores now today. They might be having people in their new showroom in the at one A Orangefield. Yeah. So the fight they've got five stars on trust pilot. That's impressive. And is a very lovely fellow. So I'll leave it at that and we can go on. So what other like we're going to cover that. We're going to cover Falcon, the Winter Soldier. Invincible. Invincible. Do you see Mortal Kombat, Kombat yet? Like, I have not seen Mortal Kombat. I thought no, about it. Next week. Should I should I watch Mortal Kombat? I'll, I'll give you my brief thoughts on it. I liked it more than most people. A lot of people seem to think but, it's shite. But is it better than the 1994-95 one? It's not as it's not as cheesy and fun as the 95 one, but it's better than Annihilation. Oh, Annihilation was out. Yeah, it would be hard to be that. Yeah, it needs Christopher Lambert in that sweet-ass rave scene. But is it going to give me the, the rave theme or Christopher Lambert? Or is it me? This is one of our usual guys. I remember whenever in Belfast, whenever the new fancy mall arrived. It was an American style mall of all the fancy high end shops. And we first got an Apple shop. Because when one of the troubles and everything was happening, they wouldn't have Apple here. Because, like, you wouldn't want hundreds of high-end products just sitting there. 
when it arrived and it looked like a spaceship. It was all, you know, it looked like you had entered into some kind of like Stanley Kubrick film. And you went in the Apple shop, all these good looking staff being like, hi, how are you? It's all like, want to look at one of the Apple products? Talking in the American accents. It was, and, you know, oh man, it was just like, I spent a day just looking at all the weird, shiny, fucking space-aged Apple products. Beautiful. <laughs> oh well, here we go. There's your guy, Street Lesson for us. Zippy is one of our usual guys that comes over and talks to me and Ash. So, all Ash, right. Ash doesn't do the comic show, it's me, she does news. But she'll be here at one point or another, probably showing up and asking silly questions. But hello, Zippy. Yep. And the two things about the Apple Store is one, they always have to have a, the staircase in it. That's one of the things. Look, the, look, the whole place is just pretty much lifted from each place. And have you ever seen an Apple Store opening, Chris? Have you ever seen like, what they do when they open it? Like the first day? Nope. I'm not one of these people that goes to store openings or queues for movies. No, just Google it because they have a party and they're all like, who's going to sell the most? Who's the happiest? And they'll do like dances and high fives before they like the pure set up and like they clap people in and stuff. It's mental. Like I wanted to go and just see it, like just experience like the, the full like Apple love of like people like come on you come on in this is awesome high five really. I, I do remember the day they opened they were whatever I can't remember what iPhone model it was it was and I was walking up Buchanan Street wondering why there was like a fucking three mile queue. Oh, and then went oh the Apple Store for the new iPhone. I like that store. I think that's pretty cool, that one. They had bands playing upstairs at one point, and then I'm sure they had free water, because I'm sure that the goths moved over there at one point to get free Wi-Fi. <laughs> like, when it rained, they all scurried over to the... When borders yep. shut, they would all scurry over there. I think it was actually my way to Forbidden Planet when that happened, because I think that's the only place I would go in Buchanan Street that I would pass by, unless it was on my way to a gig or something. Yeah, that's... It's usually my gateway. I would go, I would hit the night store and walk up, and then I would probably walk into Lush and get touched by people, overly friendly people that <laughs> wouldn't make me smile. I don't know how, if you have a problem with Lush, like I do. Like when they just come over and like, you're not sure if the person fancies you because that seems to be what they do. They're like, oh, hello there. How about you make them do eye contact? And you're like, I'm all right. Are, are you okay? And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like like overly friendly chuggers. They <laughs> think they're different your mates. Except I these ones are actually trying to... They are still trying to sell you something, actually. I, yeah, they're super friendly. Did I ever tell you that a, a chugger tried to fight me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do remember this. Yeah. They don't like being called mercenaries, then having the explanation of mercenaries talk, talk to them. <laughs> but I, I do love Forbidden Planet... Like they've changed the back so many times. I think the, I think what we were talking about, the bit of the back was called City Center Comics, where they had the old guy in it and they moved them. Ah, that's right. Yep, the old back issues. Yeah, over, I'd say overly expensive comics that were up on the wall. They're probably cheaper than they are now. Oh, Some well, of the stuff up there is like ridiculous. I want to talk to you about that because, well, I wanted to bring up the idea of. What is the most expensive comic that you own? And I was because at first of all, I seen that Batman number one. Bat yeah, Batman number one. 
sold on auction a couple of days ago for one point two million. He's not even here. No way, Aston Brown. Uh, two seconds. Yeah. I can actually. I've got the long box is sitting next to me. I can actually. Right. So um, this came up because Batman number one sold for one point two million. That's the first, and it was an eight grade, and that's got the first. That's got the first appearance of Joker and the first appearance of Catwoman in it. One point two, and uh, I, I thought, what is the most expensive comic I own? And I had a look, at, and I, I realised that if I get one graded, one go one that I own is worth two and a half grand, and I didn't expect it. Do you want to guess what what it is? What, what I own? Walking Dead? Something? I'm going to guess. Batman Adventures number 12's first Harley Quinn. I bought it for oh, £80 yeah. pounds when I was like 14, 15. My mum got mad because I spent my Christmas money in uh, on a comic <laughs> and not a jacket that she wanted me to buy. And I've had it bagged and bored since then. Nice. Uh, Endless. I've got. I don't think. I don't think this is. I don't think this has got the poster on it, so that probably brings the value down. I'm Spider-Man, another... 30th anniversary. All right. I've seen it go for a couple of grand online, but that's signed by Stan Lee, so obviously had a fair chunk of change to it. Yeah, usually they need to be bagged and bought later. Slabbed, right? We've got another comment by, by Zippy. Um, I remember when I was younger, I used to collect the Punisher ones and the Venom comics. And, uh, and like the Dark Batman ones. But it had to be more realistic. I got really fed up with Spider-Man and fucking... Superman and all these fucking Mr. Perfects. I love the fucking broken twistedness of the Punisher. He's all like, I don't even know what I'm out here killing anymore for. He's all like, I lost my wife and my family and all. Jesus. All I've got this fucking dark heart and a fucking cool leather jacket and this quiff of a hairdo. Or Venom. He's just this fucking mentally destroyed fucking lunatic just going around. You know? I really love the damn ones. I, I, I loved all the different options of stories for them ones as well. Dark Ant Heroes is pretty cool. Didn't Venom go up in prices like quite a lot also? Go up in Texas, did you say? No, go up in price. Like, I, I kind of went there also. Oh, probably, I, probably, uh, I probably when the movie come out, they'll probably go up again now. The, the Carnage movie's coming out. Well, allegedly. No, that's coming year. out at Christmas. <laughs> Let There Be Carnage is coming out. Yeah. We really have <laughs> They actually they're sticking with that with the fucking stupid haircut that they gave him at the end of Venom. Yeah, they're, they're giving him the curly fro, <laughs> the curly ginger fro, comic accurate ginger fro, and they're making it. Oh. But, I, but to answer Zippy, Zippy, I totally understand the anti-hero like not. Like, I went there myself. Like I was a massive Harley Quinn fan, which I thought was quite different, and I enjoyed. I think it was Gotham PD that I read, which was really interesting. And like one of the darkest comics I've ever read was. You, I think you've read it, Chris. Or I think you actually have my graphic novels 
but I think you've had it for over 20 years, so it's now yours. Is a mask or something? <laughs> um, I don't... Oh, maybe I do have them. Maybe they're in one of the long boxes. I'd have to have a look. I wonder where but, they yeah. came from. I knew I borrowed them from someone. What, the mask graphic novel? Yeah. No, I, the thing is that I, I think I got it when the film came out and loaned it to you a year or a year or two later. And I think you've had it for over 20 years. So now it's yours. Right now it's. <laughs> transfer, of, transfer of ownership if you've had yeah. something for that long. <laughs> because I remember reading that and being like, this is really violent. This is really, really <laughs> like it, it's super violent. Right, that, that, that reminds me of something that's, that's slightly on topic for us. Did you read Civil War when it came out? Did I read Civil War when it came out? Oh, yeah. No, I didn't. I, I bought. I did a comic rescue. Like I have a thing that if I see comics in charity shops and stuff, like I rescue them and take them home, no matter what it is. And I got a whole bunch of Civil War graphic novels, and I read them then, but two or three years ago. I see. I see. You remember the scene with the Punisher when Captain America beats the sh- loving shit out of him for just straight up killing a guy? Does he? Sh- he shoots. I can't remember who he shoots, but he's just not happy with it. He's like, we we might be getting fought against the government, but we're but we're better than them. I think it's Bullseye. It was, it was, no, it was some B-list villain. I'm just trying to see if I can find the scene on Google. Is, would you not see Bullseye was B-list? Is, uh, it's some guy, he's got like a, don't know, he looks like he's got like a half face mask. Well, let me look this uh, up. It's not, it's not Diamondback, it's some guy that's standing with Diamondback. Let me have a, a look. Punisher, what did you put in? Punisher Civil War? I put in Punisher Civil War kills a guy or something like that. Punisher Civil War kills. Let's see. Thunderer? Is that his name? What have you got? I've got the Plunderer. The Plunderer. That is some B. B. It's Diamond Backhand the Plunderer. Then Captain. The Plunderer is one of <laughs> the Plunderer and Diamondback. And then he just Captain America just beats the crap out the Punisher and then he's like Cap's telling Punisher to fight back and he's just like, No, I'm not gonna fight you. Like you're the American you're ideal the that I'm supposed to love up to. Even though I'm a, even though I'm the most mental guy on the planet, I still look up to you. I do the things that you can't basically. So like an evil Captain America. Yeah, pretty much. What, what we're meant to be talking about, but we'll get we'll get there. We'll, <laughs> we'll have a cup. We'll, we'll leave that. We'll, this is still our open chat about comics <laughs> and what we did this week. Then we'll, we'll get to the, we'll go into the review. What was, but what was I, I read some stuff this week. What did I try to read? Oh, I started rereading Evil Go- Ernie God Eater because we were talking. I've about, never... reason we're talking about Evil Ernie. I found a place I that I could watch to watch legally, let's say, the second she was a Harlequin, since I've not seen it. So I watched that and thought it was fantastic because Channel 4 has only got the first season. Was the second season the one where they really up the 
where they really up the it's when they really up the Harley Poison Ivy romance. Yeah, it's, that, like, yeah. it actually feels like it's linked. Like she has to take down a different villain because from the first series, Joker dies, so everyone Batman dies supposedly. I oh, love that's right. That's right, and then the Joker turns in a bar. Yeah, and he's he's got a a Mexican a Mexican wife. Yep, and a a nice wife, stepkids, loving the good life, and then yeah. of course Harley quite and his life and screws him up. So it's kind of the opposite of how it happens in the comics. Harley's the one that screws him up. Aye, and she throws him back into the the acme poison and stuff. Yes. And I watched Death in the Family. Also, the the one that I can multi-choice. Which one's that? Oh, they released this DVD Blu-ray of Death in the Family, like the Tim Drake murder. Not Tim Drake, Jason Todd murder. What you do is it comes, like, he gets beat up (laughs) for the the Joker, and it says, what do you want to happen next? Like, you can let him die. You can get, let him beat up and get away. You can let Batman come in and like try to save him. You can let Batman die. You can let both of them die. So it's like a choose your own adventure see. DVD. I'd love to see a poll of that to see how many people chose which one now, opposed to the original because poll, where everyone voted for him to die. Yeah, so, which, which is kind of mean, but it's cool. That, yeah. But how long does it take for to take him back? Like he's one of the ones that stayed dead. Like, stayed dead a while anyway, like a good almost 10, 15, year, 15 20 years. Uh, it was Hush they brought oh. him back in, wasn't it? So I don't know when when Hush came out compared to when Death in the Family came out. De- Death in the Family came out in eighty nine, I think. Eighty nine. So Hush first appeared in Batman six oh nine. In two thousand and three, so that what I thought so, it was Red Hood that came back. I don't know. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page at the moment, so I'm just guessing that. Yeah, part of twelve issue miniseries Batman Hush. So two thousand three. So if he died in eighty nine, that's eleven years plus three, fourteen years he stayed dead. That's that's good for comics. That's that's yeah, good for comics. The only person that gets to stay dead is Uncle is Batman is Spider Man's Uncle Ben. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they, they can bring back, back everyone else. I think he's the only one they didn't bring back as a cloning. Uh, the one of the clone stories because they're like, no, we're not, we're not running Uncle Ben like that. The one guy that stays dead. Because they've even brought back Thomas Wayne. Like Thomas Wayne is evil Batman in some series, and uh, that's Paris. the Flashpoint series. Flashpoint, he's yeah, Flashpoint paradox. I mean, but that's not really bringing back all the old alternate universe. Oh, the old alternate, yeah, and his, alternate universe. But, yeah, and his mum's his mum's Harley, Harley Quinn. No, his mum's the Joker, sorry. Yeah. But do you ever see it as the Joker? Or does she not do Does it have this cool thing where, like, you see her clutching the pedals or holding them and just laughing and the makeup's running down the face and they kind of just tell you that that's what's happening? Yep. Sorry, you cut out for so you cut out for a second there. I don't know what happened. If it was my end or your end, I don't know. It happens sometimes. I was just saying, is that the one where the pedals break and she just looks up and makeup's running and you're like, oh, she's 
she's now the Joker. He's now the Joker. Uh, Should we possibly? Try- I've, only, I've only read it once, and I've seen the animated adaptation once as well. I, I don't. The adaptations on Sky, so I've watched it a couple of times. As I don't, I pay for Now TV, Chris, so I, so I can watch films once in a while. I think it pays for itself at one point, but I don't know. Oh fuck! What's the one I watched? Recently? What's the that one I watched recently that was quite good? It was like a martial arts movie. Oh, I I know that. I I seen it. Was it not him in Tiger or something? It was like kind of based in the seventies. It had a sort of like yeah. I had a very Bruce, kind of Bruce Lee type type deal. Um, it's not. I'm just, I'm just looking through my totally legal downloads folder to see if I can find it. Let me have a look. But. Man, because I remember the Batman Ninja. I watched that, and then I Soul of the Dragon. That's what it's called. Batman Soul of the Dragon. It's, it's really it's good. Ah, like it. it's worth a watch. I think you'd quite like it. Very little Batman. It's mostly just Bruce Wayne. Got away in training at some have, like ancient temple. I've got a couple of them where, like, at one point, he's meant to hang about with Sid Vicious and. For the, like, to learn because remember he, like, the sort of like, bit in Batman's life where he disappears for a couple of years and then becomes like goes and trains with people I think he trained with a shadow pro- no, proclamation that's that's Doctor Who sorry the shadow council or something <laughs> and then became became the greatest actor and the greatest detective and the greatest okay, I don't know you're the Batman one here <laughs> I've only read a, read a few like I've from my comic rescue, and I've read more than I actually did when I was younger. What was so, who was I watching an interview? I was watching an interview with the guy that did, uh, did Court of Owl. Oh, in fact, that's what it was. It was on, it was on the fucking what's it called, Comic Book Men. They have the guy that did the Court of Owl very briefly. He came on and he's like, "What's the like? You know, if, if bats are a natural enemy, what would it be? Owls. That's how I came up with the Court of Owls." <laughs> I because wasn't isn't a old man from the justice the justice the evil justice people isn't a old man and isn't uh, the characters in Watchmen an evil owl also? Uh, yes, the guy from Night. Oh God, what's his name? What's the guy in Watchmen's name again? Nightbird or Nighthawk or something stupid? It's. I thought it was. Is it not Ozzy Mandius? No, Ozymandias is the bad guy. He's like the what Greek god. Looking of... Night Owl, that's it. Night Owl. What did you think of that TV series? Have we talked about this? No, I watched I, I watched the first few episodes and then took a break because it got really heavy very quickly. And I was like, yeah, I'm not, this is not a binge show. This is a watch one episode a week show so I don't end up feeling depressed. <laughs> the, the, watch, the watch one episode a week thing was good because you got to speculate for a week, like old, like old days. But I, I really enjoyed it, and I think I've said before that Ash and Bryce actually watched it with me, and it's only the, one of the first things of comics that I actually got to watch with them, and they really enjoyed it. And I didn't even have to be like, "Well, you have to read the comics. The comics are different. Well, this happened and that happened." I didn't have to do that at all. Yeah, because it's a, it's a no, it's a sequel series, isn't it? I or is it yeah. a sequel or a prequel? I can't remember. It's, it's a sequel because it's based now and it's so frightening right, like when you watch it and think of it now when you see like, because cops are scared of what 
for what they do, they all wear masks. So they've all got those like smiley face masks up to their nose, like the way the world is now. <laughs> and this was last year. Yeah, it, I know the time. The time they released that accidentally, perfectly by because it because it came out right around the exact same time as all as last year's Black Lives Matter protests. It was like, ooh, this is. Oh, it's fantastic it's though. It's like they didn't plan this, but this is eerily appropriate. That's because I forgot his name. Alan Moore yeah. like controls the world somehow. Was this? Yeah. I'm sure you told me Alan Moore is a snake worshiper. Yes. Yes. Like what? My Wi-Fi being dodgy. Does Alan Moore? Worship snakes? Is he a separate? Is he the same as is more from uh, the Simpsons? Glycon is the name of the god that he worships. Apparently, following right. his coming out as a magician in 1993, comic book writer and Alan Moore has declared himself as a devotee of Glycon, preferring to believe in in a hoax deity because he is not likely to start believing that a glove puppet played the universe or anything dangerous like that. <laughs> so basically, he believes in it for a laugh. Do you think that's on the <laughs> census? Do you think I could tick that on the census? Don't see why not. You could be Jedi. Jedi, look, it became Jedi, became like the third. It's like 75, what was it, like 15% of Scotland said they were Jedi? Yeah, uh, something ridiculous like that. What about Alexander Aben? Fucking hell, no, I'm reading about Glycon. Oh, we've got a comment here, Chris. <laughs> Whereas I'm just looking up the god to go ahead. <laughs> Here we go, it's Zippy again. Um watch Alan Murr's documentary. Look up Alan Murr documentary. He makes a documentary explaining his full outlook on the world and his predictions and beliefs. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. Loads of it's just him there, like with his big fucking class long hair looking like a wizard. And like he's all like, you can't control the world events and all this stuff. Oh, it's amazing. I don't think I've seen that. Well, I didn't even. I would have watched an Alan Moore documentary. Yeah, like, uh, the main the mindscape of Alan Moore apparently it's called. Because I, I watched the Grant Morrison one where he talks about like being a sexy wizard and hanging about <laughs> at the rock garden in Glasgow and like trying to pick up goth chicks by doing doing magic. Like Grant Morrison's all into that kind of stuff. But I, I've not read Alan Moore. Yeah, I, I've... 2008, I apparently came out. I was got interviews with Dave Gibbons and three other people that I don't recognise. No, Gibbons is the artist. Gibbons is the one I that's know, mad. That... I, know, I, know who, I know who Gibbons is. At least, come on, give me that much credit. David yeah. Lloyd, who apparently did, apparently he was the illustrator for, v Vend- for Vendetta. What else has he done? He prevented a wasteland. Oh, he's done some Hellblazer, this guy, apparently. Sandman Mystery Theatre Annual number one. Did he do 2000 AD? If he's British, he's doing 2000 AD. <laughs> I'm just looking at him first. No, but he did some Doctor Who comics. Oh. Because even... even no, our... They were also... Wait a minute. They were written by... Alan Moore wrote Doctor Who comics. What? When was... Yeah, apparently so. Apparently, Alan Moore's written some Doctor Who comics, Black Legacy, Business as Usual, The Four D War, and Black Sun Rising. That must be the eighties, or like in the in the the missing uh, bit between. Yeah, they all came out in nineteen eighty. Oh, 
that's actually pretty good. That's still when it was a thing. Like because remember there were the the period between eighty nine in like two thousand and five where there were no such thing where they were just like oh Doctor Who fought a marshmallow and he's got a new compact like they can just make the fucking thing up because oh. the you know remember that like because Doctor Who disappeared in eighty nine it got cancelled and it came up in two thousand oh yeah. ninety six or something they made the T the Americans Let's just call them how it is. The Americans made a Doctor Who TV movie as a black a backdoor pilot, and no one liked it. Then BBC got it back and made the Christopher Eccleston one. So I'm just looking up the other people that are in this documentary. The other one's his wife, but partly worked with him on something that I've never heard of. Uh, the Lost Girls. Oh, I've been told the Lost Girls is awesome. Elder was punting that on me. That's like when they're like. Is the Lost Girls the one? I think it's based in like '85, and the girls are do a paper round, and they disappear and they come back, and they have to deal with their future selves. All right. I think it is. I'll have a look. It sounds It'll interesting. Be... We're trying to in this documentary now. It sounds interesting. Oh no, the Lost Girls is something totally different. Oh, the sexual. Do you want me to read it? The sexual explicit adventures of female fictional characters in the late 19th and 20th century. Alice, oh, Dorothy, Wendy, <laughs> all have all about the sexual explicit adventures, Chris. And it's, oh, let, let me read this, right? Um, this, this, sounds like the, this sounds like the comic Disney refused to release. Wendy, darling. Wendy's sexual experience begin when she meets a homeless teenager boy called Peter and his sister Annabelle in Kensington Gardens. Peter follows Wendy into her brother's home and teaches them sexual games, and the siblings begin regular meetings with Peter and his group of homeless boys in the park for sex. These encounters are watched by the captain, a co-worker of Wendy's father, who later hides Peter as a male prostitute and brutally rapes him and brutally rapes Annabelle. He attacks Wendy, who escapes to confront him in the fear of ageing. She only sees Peter once more, Hustling in a train station, she marries a much older Harry Potter, Harold Potter, and from whom who is sexually incompatible. The pair have a platonic marriage, and Wendy is un is unable to repress the memories of sex. We Jesus on that Christ. we have a comment. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'll get to the comment while I parse that information. I'll need the next one after. But yeah, no, it's really, really deep. And twisted, like, and it like has loads of psychedelic imagery, and he talks about his theories for how the planet's gonna end, what's gonna happen next twenty years. He talks about how he got there. He talks about being an artist. He talks about the connection of magic and faith and belief. It's like, man, it's like, it's good shit, like. I'll definitely try to find it and watch it over the week, and I can talk about it next week. Yep. So yep, watch we'll that to... X-Men documentary. Oh, I, I gave that a watch, Chris. That's on. That's on Amazon. Yep. So let's go into the next book, which is Dorothy Gale. While trapped in her house during a cyclone, she began masturbating <laughs> and experienced her first <laughs> orgasm at the age of fifteen. Most of her stories she refers to her aunt and uncle whom she later admits were her stepmother and stepfather who discover her affairs. 
Her father, her father takes her to New York City under the pretense of seeking psychological help, but he has sex with her repeatedly while they're in the city. Dorothy feels guilt for the pain, and they have caused her stepmother to leave and travel the world. Oh, she also has three, three farmhands called the Straw Man, the Cowardly Lion, and Tin Man, and then she has a third of them too. I was reading. I was reading along. I looked this up while you were doing while you were doing it, and I'm reading the synopsis as you read it out, just so I can keep up. Thank you, Alan Moore, for your 1990, your 1991, 1992, and 2006 erotic fantasy graphic novel. <laughs> yeah, this is Jesus. Well, there's there's a there's a lot to there's a lot to unpack in here. Yeah, I don't know what I'm unpacking right now. I think I, I think well, I need to sometimes think about this. Yeah, I might have to talk to someone because I'm cool with it, right? Look, Alan Moore that I knew was a wee bit mental. Like he's he wrote one of the only Watchmen is one of the only comics that's ever won. I think it's won a Peabody in an Eisner. Like it's it it's looked at as one of the greatest comics of all time, as you know. And you're like, mm-hmm. all right, I've read this. Let's see what else he's wrote. Oh, they've made a V for Vendetta film. He wrote that too. I'll give that a watch. Viva Vendetta is uh, a bit 80s. That's good. I mean, did he Swamp Thing? Oh, he didn't... He, wasn't he, like, the man behind Swamp Thing? Did he create Swamp Thing? Or did he just, like, make Swamp he Thing a thing? He did, like, the most famous run of it ever. Like, completely reinvented the character. He was the one that made Swamp Thing, rather than being, like, a plant monster, made him into kind of, like, almost an eldritch god. Yeah, it says here, then a formula of poor selling monster comic and they deconstructed, reimagined them as an environmental and social issues. Also, Swamp Thing has the very first thing of John Constantine in it. Yep. Who's his lawyer or something? And that's your question, Frank, the crazy-ass bastard Miller was 300. The one that made me Good. feel sorry for Robin. The one that made me f- yeah. realise yeah. that Frank Miller, who wrote one of the best Batman series, but then also went off the fucking deep end. And wrote, uh, made me realise that all the Robins are actually child soldiers, which I've never came mm-hmm. to. Like, I always start seeing them as like partners. Like, but then you think, no, Robin is a trained is a trained assassin. Like, he's, he's a murder machine. Yeah, I think. That- I think I think Frank Miller also did a very controversial comic about the nine eleven attacks that did not paint Muslims in a very positive light. I'm going to look this up. As, as you know, I like reading you the synopsises to keep you a smile. But on that note, I will play our next comment, which is by <laughs> my very Clyde founder, Ashley Bryce. Hey. Hi, did you guys know that in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, they're not singing hi-ho, it's off to work we go, they sing hi-ho, it's home from work we go? What the fuck? It's like one of them, like, Mandela effect things, like... I did not know that. No, it's, it's off we work we go, surely it is. Don't, don't question her, Chris. Google it. <laughs> I, I don't know myself. I'm still looking for this Frank Miller 9-11 comic. I could be wrong, it might not be him. But I'm fairly sure it was. 
I know it is. It's called Holy Terror. <laughs> oh, God, so I was right. Of course, of course I'm crying about all these awful things. Why do I know these? Well, I'm going to look up the off to High Hove thing first. <laughs> okay, you do that. I'll keep looking up Frank Miller. <laughs> Have you been stitched up here? Right. Hi ho, hi ho. <laughs> we dig, we dig, we dig, we dig, we dig, we dig. Hi ho, hi ho. It's home from work we go. It's home from work we go. Hi ho, hi ho, hi ho. It's home from work we go. But oh. but do they not like sing on their way there and their and their way back? That's what I think. Like you know, it's possibly. I'll, I'll be honest, I've only seen the film once. I'm not a big Disney fan. No? All right. So, no, no. Goes, I was the Disney Renaissance. I liked Lion King. I liked Aladdin. Take oh, or leave the... the Little American and the Beast. They're okay. But, yeah. The Michael Eisner days? Like, was it Eisner? Yeah. It took over and like, he kind of brought them back. Yep. I enjoyed that too. All right. Holy Terror, 2011 graphic novel by Frank Taylor. Frank Miller, which follows a costume vigilante called The Fixer as he battles Islamic terrorists and attacks on Empire City. The novel was originally proposed as Holy Terror Batman in 2006, but Batman, they did not want Batman to do it, so they now moved it over to like his own thing. Originally announced as a plot evolving around Batman defending Gotham from an attack from Islamic terrorists Al-Qaeda, but the comic would have been a piece of propaganda in which Batman kicks out Peter's ass. Well, fucking Captain America knocked out Hitler in the first, his first issue in America wasn't even in the war yet. So, and me saying that, that's the first thing they say. While Superman was amongst the others promoting war bonds. What? What was that? Oh, oh yeah, but Captain America was a war bond. I don't know if that's actually true, or if it's an urban legend, or something I've just heard somewhere, but I do remember hearing that. What? Look up, Captain America number one, he's punching Hitler right in the jaw. Oh, oh no, is, it, is that the first issue? That's the first issue. And really? the Americans are, aren't <laughs> even in the, in the war yet. That's how it's that's, done. You just... oh, no, that's brilliant. I, I, thought that, I knew it was a famous issue, but I didn't know it was like the very first one. Yeah, it's the very first issue. He's thumping Hitler. I'm sure that I have one oh, comic. Wait. I wonder how much that goes for these days. What, Captain America number one? Yeah, probably a fair bet. All right. Captain America number one. Price. Let's see how it goes. 1941. And in a mint condition... The goes for two million, at least two million. That was a mint, and a nine point four. Recently went for nine hundred, and a six, a fine, went for a hundred and seventy-five k. That's not too bad, actually. It's a nineteen forty. That's almost a hundred-year-old comic, Chris. Mm-hmm. No, 
No, we're we're 2020, Chris. We're clo- well, clo- we're 2020. We're 19 years away from that being a hundred year old college or 20 years because it's 1941. 20 years. Away. Jesus Christ, away! All right, actually, God's sake, since the time went way off there. That is a oh, that's an 80 year comic. How fucking crazy is that? Like, I would love like a whole collection of this, but it would just either sit in big aired boxes. Like glass cases, like it's not, it's not somewhere, it's not the kind of comic they would have in a one bedroom flat, a like a two bedroom flat, you know. No. Like that's that's collective. Like you need a, you need a vault for that sort of stuff. So. so I'm just looking up the eBay to see what. What did he go for? Not finding an issue with Captain America punching a dinosaur in the face. As long as he's punching in the face, it sells, Chris. That's what I've noticed. <laughs> He's giving it a good thump. We're we're cool with it. Have you not noticed that? Like anything, like, as long as he's hitting it, giving it a thump, we're good. Like, so I'm good. I'm trying to find where I had that open. Right, let me check again. Most expensive nineties comics. Then I opened up most valuable of the modern age. Top. I've got most value comics of from nineteen ninety two to now. Right, so do you want me to send you so you can go through it too? Yeah, send yeah, send me the link on Facebook. Let me have a look. And see what you had. And I'm I guarantee you I will own none of these. And I'm going to say at ten oh nine we will start a review. We've got 20 minutes, Chris. <laughs> that's when we'll, we'll go into the review. And then we'll, that, we'll mention why that. Spider-Man so ex- why is that Spider-Man one so expensive? Oh, it's a variant cover, I think. Oh. Because it says down there, oh, variant edition 667, so I don't know how many. There. According to them, they could only find 48. People that owned them, I'm guessing that means if there's it says 48 in the census, which I guess only means that 48 issues, 48 issues that they've ever found for sale. I guess Walking so. Dead one, yeah, that's not a surprise. I could have bought it, didn't think of it. What past it? Into the Spider Verse. Oh, Gwen Stacy's first experience with Spider Gwen. I'm gonna guess that is. Yep. Chronium cover. I used to love a good chronium cover when I was. Oh, 300, that's the... Wait a minute, is that... Is that the first appearance of Venom? The Amazing Spider-Man 300? Oh, it's actually a reprint of a 1998 classic cover by Todd McFarlane with a shiny foil. Look at that. Oh, okay. And it's because it's a cronium. Spawn number one. Do you know the a special... One a special spawn that they accidentally didn't put any black in it. Is in this a comic or the figures? Because I know there was a whole bunch of figures that had defects that went for a lot for a while when you know fig- when people were speculating that action figures were going to be big. Oh, no. I think it was a, the actual comic. Like, if you look up with no black, and I'm sure they're a black and white edition also. Well, all right, what it's actually saying on this, Chris, is... That's what I was... 
a rare one shot. Probably no one bought it. Sketch reading. Down at number 10. Danger Girl number 2. Looks like something you would have owned. Or at least had a poster of. Danger Girl number 2 is a a lady doing downward facing dog. A what? Downward face. It's a yoga. That in yoga, Chris, is a downward facing dog. Like if a dog puts its paws forward and puts its bum bum and tail in the air, that is called a downward facing dog. And that is a yoga move that she is using. Then Batman 608. I'm looking through if there's anything that I've either owned yeah. or. Oh, 15. Oh, there you go. There's, there's, your missing, there's your missing blind thing. Come on. 16, I own. Batman Adventures number 12, Foster Harlequin. And it goes, it goes up and down all the time. Like, how hit. I have that too, but I didn't expect minimum value a dollar. But that... oh. Sorry, I'm looking at the one after that as well now. The Walking Dead first, first 100 first appearance in Egan, but it was a I... 10 out of 10 CGC grade. But are you taking that right off the print and put straight in? Aye, that's... What do you even have to do to get a 10? That's pretty much... That's like flawless. That's like basically never been touched by human hands near enough. Like someone had latex gloves on, took it straight, straight into, a, straight into a bag and board. Only way I can explain that. Yeah, I've never read Sage. Ashcan, you have Ashcan, and I think hey, I explained what... I've never read Chew. Nope, never even heard of it. I think you have number twenty-two. I'm sure I've seen that. Someone has that. That I know. It looks uh, like some... No, not me. Sorry, I'm... Walking Dead number 27. 27. First appearance to the governor. I have that too, but I don't have a 9.9. Oh, the fake car. Oh, I've heard about this one with the fake ad for the Marvel douche. I've heard about this. Number 27. I have number 24 also. Oh, sorry, you're further back than me. (laughs) Number 27 is the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, that's what I was saying with the advert for the Marvel douche. Uh, I did not have that. I've heard the stories about this one. I forgot. Right. I heard because it would be called because Marvel were going to sue, sue very right. sue DC into the ground because that was a that was a vertical comic, wasn't it? Yeah, it was DC vertical. Yeah. Oh, Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen again. Walking Dead seems to be like so hot right now, or like at the time. I don't know. I think it's because they cause of into the Spider Verse. And she's just a very popular character in general. I do see her walking around at conventions quite a lot. It's a it's a go to, not for me, but other people. 
I do also like that she has ballet shoes. I find that a nice touch. Just not in this reading cover where she's wearing the stripper boots. I do have Stranger... I have the graphic novel Strangers in Paradise. That was one of my first go-into on... Yeah, I really love Strangers in Paradise. No, is it Strangers in Paradise I like? Is it Stray Bullets? I've read both of them, but I'm sure... Remember Dundee Adam? Dundee Adam really was into Strangers in Paradise and Loving Rockets. And yeah, I was, I was like, Strangers in Paradise and Loving Rockets. I always get the two mixed up because I don't think I've read either of them. That was... He was pushing me into trying to read non-comic or non-superhero comics. And he gave me that. Oh, Strangers, Strangers in Paradise, Loving Rockets. And I think Elder gave me a massive graphic novel called Blankets. And told Possibly. me to read that. I, I'm sure I've, I've actually still got it in my my long box. Blankets comic, right? Let me read what this is. He's like, you'll really, really enjoy it. Which one? Blankets. He was like, really, you'd really enjoy it. Blankets an autobiography of an autobio an autobiographical novel or graphic novel published by Top Shelf. Coming-age autobiography, uh, the book tells the story of Thomas's childhood, evangelist of the Christics, the first love of his early adulthood, and is widely acclaimed. So, I thought it was... I think it has a whole bunch of rape in it. I can't remember, but... Probably. Isn't it? It's, it was quite good. I remember it being good. <laughs> right, number 34. Deadpool number one, which... It, Oh my! Oh my! I've been I've been scrolling fast. <laughs> the Goon, Why Last Man, Walking Dead number two, Malibu Sun yeah. thirteen, Rick Mort, Rick and Morty comics are expensive. Yeah, oh, that's I've just seen the Ultimate Fallout number four. I was wondering why I've seen that for going for so much. I didn't know that was the first appearance of Miles Morales. Ultimate Fallout, right? What number? I'm on. I'm now number fifty. And uh, Adam, never heard of Spider Verse and Canny X Men. Oh, that was board games. Hellboy Retail Incentive Variant. Oh, okay. Cyber Frog. What? Cyber Frog Hall of Heroes? Number 48. I think I've heard of this before for some reason. There were only 41 comics, Chris, made of it. There's an independent publisher. I'm sure I saw that in Forbidden Planet or something and was going to buy it. No, it maybe it can't be. Maybe I've just heard of it for some reason or I'm getting mixed up with something else. Probably getting mixed, mixed up with some obscure Spawn villain. It does have that sort of look to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Vengeance, First Appearance of Miss America. Oh, Tank right. Girl. Oh, only I've 750. Got... Minimum value 30. Oh, he's put up, Jimmy's put up all the original art and stuff again. Like, see if you want to buy t-shirts they made in 89 and stuff. Like, because it's an anniversary right. year of something, like, Jimmy Chutes put all the original stuff back up. Like, reprints of it all. Like, if you want badges and stuff, so it would be, like, the stuff you would buy in Forbidden Planet in 1989 when it originally came out. Because I was going to buy a com like a t-shirt of it. But I was just going to wait until I get paid so I don't leave myself skinned. But 53, Chris, we've got Titans version 3, number 12, full sight of Batman Who Laughs from Batman Metal. 
I have never read any of that. I've seen photos and like when I read like geek news and stuff. What is Batman Metal? You're still in. Um, what's the? I don't know. I understand. It's just got a bunch of villains from alternate universes who are just basically fucking metal. So what I picked up, right? Batman spikes, lots of very nineties. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. Batman was going to kill the Joker, and the Joker shot him with bat venom, and he, well, wait, Joker toxin, and he went nuts, and then he became an evil villain. Joker toxin, then somebody's eyes. I don't know. It looks mental, and I don't understand it. So we're. Wonder Woman version 272 classic Brian Boland cover. I remember that. I didn't buy it. Yeah, I'm just I'm just going through the list quickly to see if there's anything I actually got. But same. Like, I'm going through to see if the I've got that. I've got a Platinum Polar bag. Really I've got Ooh, Adventures one. of Superman 500 Poly Bag Edition. Oh, I took it out of the bag. It was through, you know, for a friend. Yep. I have number 66, but I don't know if I have it in prestige format. The Batman Adventures, my, uh, Mad Love. First graphic novel we, uh, well, Harlequin. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I don't think I've got anything on this list at all. I've got up to number 100 now. I don't think I've got anything on it that I'm aware of anyway. I've got a couple of The Walking Dead ones. But none of the super expensive ones. Because yeah. I started collecting a wee bit late. And then decided it would probably be cheaper for me just to wait and buy the big graphic novels instead of. Then you realise those fucking tombs are fucking expensive as well. Although, yeah, mainly still not expensive as buying individual issues. Yeah. A preacher number one. Sure yeah, huh. That's going to go quite. That looks like it goes quite cheap now, though. Oh, I don't. I don't think Ash paid a hundred and twenty pounds for that for the graphic novel that she got me because that's how much his recommended retail price of it is. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. So, all right. Do you want to throw the review in? This could be a review, but right here. <laughs> at the. If we actually get to what we're supposed to be talking about. We we could try. We're almost up to we the hour try. where we'll put the review and we'll see our review starts at an hour. <laughs> Beforehand, we'd have a random comic chat about what's going on and <laughs> what what we own. And we, we technically what we technically do is like we try to play the stock market of comics and tell you what should you buy before it goes flying sky high in price. For instance. Like the map fraction run on Hawkeye is going to go through the roof and it is going there. The map fraction run on Hawkeye because that's what the whole mm. f- the, the book, the Disney Plus show is going to be based on is that map fraction run and it's really good. That's the one that I told you to get. Like, I think each week I bring up map fraction probably once Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can think of a week you haven't, to be honest. I bring that up and I bring up the Grant Morrison Superman one that Superman dies of cancer in because those are my two favourite yep. reads that I've had in the last couple of years. 
Sorry, I'm pretty sure I've picture Preacher or Sandman up at least once every time. I, I still want to read Preacher, but I don't I don't want to sound like an idiot here, but I don't think I'm smart enough to get it. Like, when it's read to me... Oh, Preacher's easy. No, Preacher, I, I meant Sandman. I don't think I would get it. Oh, <laughs> Preacher, I understand. I've, watched, I've read the graphic novel. I've got PDFs of them and I pumped through them and I thought they were awesome. But Sandman... I think I would happily be one of those people, Chris, that goes and buys a Morpheus or Death t-shirt, but never read the books. Give me the, the cool Death like, there's t-shirt. A couple, there's, a couple of Sandman, there's a couple of Sandman graphic novels you can pick up without without having to actually know anything about the backstory. I would. Yeah. I, as, as I told you, I listened to the, the Audible. Because Dream Country's Dream Country's uh is basically just four independent issues that don't have anything to do with the main story for the most part. They've got little bits, but you don't need to know too much about them. I want to read the the original. Like you know the one where he goes and goes to collect his helmet, cape, and his bag. You know, like the I can't remember what it's called, it's the one where he wakes up after being caught and he has to go down to heaven and uh, go, go to hell and then go on an adventure way. And it's got the midnight thing and all that happens in it. Yeah, uh, so you can yeah you can pick up Dream Country and World's End. They're kind of in, almost independent of the main story, but have little bits of it. Uh, World's End is basically just people recounting their stories about, the, about meeting the Sandman and how he became involved in their lives. So you get to meet um, what's his name again? I can't remember. It's the there's a there's one of the guys in the comics. He's basically the oldest man on the planet that never dies. So is it worth me going on an adventure and buying the original run? Because you know that's what I, what I wouldn't just stop, Chris. Like as, as you know, the sort of person I'm that I would have to buy all of it. Obviously, so it's quite work. Some of it's quite wordy, but other part, other ones are really easy to read. Yeah, Sandman's definitely worth reading. Because right. Where are we talking how difficult to read? Like, because people told me to read Arkham Asylum, and I remember reading Arkham Asylum, being really confused by it. Watching an explainer of Arkham Asylum, then reading it again and still not getting it, but picking up on the little bits that I didn't understand. The Dave McKean and... Is it Grant Morrison? Grant Morrison and Dave McKean, Arkham Asylum. Yes. Have you read that? That seems... What was the name of it again, sorry? Arkham Asylum. I might have been wrong there. Uh, Arkham Asylum, yes, I believe that was, I believe that's who did it. Uh, have I read Arkham Asylum? Yes, I have, yes. I don't because, the shelf. Exactly. That's what I was going to mention there. The books that people, like graphic novels that people must have, like if you're a comic geek, what are say five essentials that you must have on your shelf like it's just a thing that you must own like for instance I always believe Watchmen because Watchmen was sold was sold everywhere at one point like Watchmen is like you need to own it I would also say the same for Arkham Asylum that's another one that everyone's got a copy of I I know like, I can do more DC. I also feel like Kingdom Come. 
Is uh, another thing. Actually, 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 I answered this in my group the other day. Oh. Um, of, like, uh, someone asked, what were your top five runs? I'm not saying top five runs. I'm <laughs> saying any what comic person, any person that is a comic fan, what graphic novels is essential owning that you know, like, they're going to have because we're talking about like just... self-contained stories you can just read like one book like one book of the graphic novel or are we talking complete runs of graphic novels like just well, individuals I'll, I'll throw what I think a couple are right and you can go on from it right I believe Watchmen everyone will own Watchmen everyone will own Kingdom, probably Kingdom Come because that's self-contained it was a comic and it's got the beautiful art and everyone fans on about how it's a great story and it was Alex Ross art. I believe everyone will own oh, that Batman by... Uh, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Dark Knight Returns, maybe Dark Knight Returns 2. They might own like... Uh, second, second, yeah, second one's not great. Uh, Dark Knight Strikes Against the second one. I like it more I, than I, most people, but a lot of people say it's absolutely crap. But you know what I mean? Like ones that are... that people feel that you must own. You know what I mean? Look, I'm yeah, Watchmen Dark Knight Returns would definitely be on there. Watchmen and Dark Knight Returns would definitely be on there. Probably The Killing Joke. Oh, yeah. I forgot The Killing Joke. Say a lot of people. In fact, I oh, think the other three, all of, all, most of the ones I can think of are Batman. I'm thinking like yeah. Long Halloween. Year One, uh, Night Quest, Night Sense, all that sort of shit. Yeah most, yeah, most of the ones I can think of are actually, yeah. Most of the ones I can think of are Batman. I can't think of any particular like Spider-Man ones or anything. You know a comic that is usually thrown in this also, and I'm sure Elder has it, or I, I think it's too arty for you, Mouse? Mouse or Bone? Uh, I've got that. Uh, Mouse, the one about the the Holocaust that's done, that's portrayed by little animals. Yeah. Yeah, I've got, nope, I've got that on the shelf somewhere. Oh, fuck, I'm sorry, Chris. I thought, I always <laughs> think when I think comics of you, I think of giant boobed red-haired ladies with giant swords. I don't think of... <laughs> highbrow intellectual oh, stuff. Highbrow. If Mouse had... Well, if you want me to go off the highbrow stuff, I can say Johnny the Homicidal Maniac or Squee. Yeah, but the highbrow stuff, like... I, I always... Like, I've read the highbrow stuff, but it's like saying... You... Oh, I, I can't say... Oh. Because when people I mean, I don't... But that's a, a, lonely, a lonely place of dying, but once again, that's fucking Batman. There, there's so much. Batman graphic novels are fantastic. And then there's Hush as well. God damn it. Oh, what's this, oh, what's this spectacular Spider-Man one I've got here? Oh, di- oh God, no, that's disassembled. No, don't read that. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, one, that, that's one where, where, the, he's, where he comes out with the uh, organic web shooters. Yeah, they had to fit that in. Or one more day, yeah. or... Oh, there's, a, oh, there's an Albert Swamp thing that I've got. I've got one of the I've got one of the Swamp Thing collections. Craven's last. I, I can't remember what that was called. Oh, that's. Just... Uh, Leave George and Gentleman. Worth a read. Yeah. Right, pretty, but, much but, anything, right, pretty much anything. by Alan Moore. <laughs> so Worth the Alan Moore, Vendetta, and all that. So, but if you're going to mention your the top five that most essential comic books. Graphic novels so, you need. Yeah. So, Watchmen, Dark Returns. 
Watchmen Dark Knight Returns, are you going to throw in any more Alan Moore? Like, Alan Moore, because you also could throw V for Vendetta in, but v, I, I wasn't really a fan. Uh, I mean, anything by Alan Moore is worth a read. It's just a, going to be a case of what you prefer. I would actually, just let me know. I'm movies. looking up what are the most sold graphic novels, right? Watchmen, Batman, The Killing Joke, From Hell, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Promethea. I'm just trying to see all of these. I'm trying to see if there's like a full list of his works on Wikipedia. Um, oh, he, oh, he did a run on Miracle Man that's supposed to be quite good. Swamp Thing, 1984 to 87, Batman the Killing Joke, From Hell, Big Numbers, Small Killing, Lost Girls, which we've already discussed. I would not yeah. put that in the top five. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to pick anything by Watchman, Watchman or The Killing Joke would be the two that I would say. But they always put in uh, a lot of Swamp Thing's good, but his Swamp Thing runs good, but it's a bit like Sandman. It's very wordy and very arty and highbrow. Do you like, do you like highbrow? Like, I know like, I would get bored or I would have to sit in with a dictionary to understand fully what's going on. I mean I don't I don't like I don't like them for the sake of it. If they're done well then I do. Like Sandman's highbrow, but there's also parts of it that just feel like I'd need to go and read an entire fucking essay, PhD length essay just to understand some of it. Like I reread the last, I reread the Wake and the Kindly ones recently, like the last two volumes, and I was sitting there going, "What the hell is this all about?" But is it worth a worth a read though? Like, should I? Oh yeah, Sandman's worth reading. Because I'll, what I'm waiting for, Chris, and I'm not wait, wanting any of them to die, but for an old ghost to die in Greenock. And someone to put all their stuff into the second hand shop, and I can pick them all up for under a fiver. That's the dream. For I don't, I don't even have my full run of Sandman anymore. I loaned a couple. I loaned, I loaned Dream Country to someone. Never got it back. I, I don't have any. I've, I've got all the main ones, but I don't have like the side issues. I want that first one, Dream Nocturnal Dreams and Nocturnes. I think it's called. And pre- is it prequels and nocturnes or nocturnes and prequels? But the the one that the original one, like the the first run of it, that that's what I want. The first twelve, I think. Why can't I not remember what if it's nocturnes and prequels or prequels and nocturnes? It's those two words. I just can't remember the specific order. Let's just say whatever Sandman came out first. So, do you want to rush through like our the way Okay, apparently I don't have that one on the shelf. Well, I do. I've got Dream Country though. Come on, that—that's the short story ones. Oh, no, Fables and Reflections is the first one. So, what uh, is the last <laughs> comic that you you bought? Like, what is the last comic you you have bought? Can I actually remember? I get Walking Dead Deluxe delivered twice monthly. So I'm up to the prison right now. Just, I think, I'm just going on to the... I'm waiting on, I think the next one coming is the first thing of Michonne. 
and Ashley and Bryce bought me the first compendium, which goes up to number 60. Or So, I know it seems like a bit 2005, getting so much Walking Dead, but There's something that I've never read and never really wanted to read. There's one I'm hearing good things about. Something is killing the children. I could give that a... It's just a, a five-issue series, I think. I've, oh, no. I've never... Apparently, no, apparently it was meant to be five issues and it's been promoted on, to ongoing because it was so successful. Walking Dead was only meant to be six issues. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. No, it was. Well, that's what he sold it as. He sold it as or the zombies are going to be aliens and we'll do it in black and white so it won't cost you that much money. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to go into our... or do you want to wait to the very end so we make people listen? All our fans have to listen to all of it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> they got to put up with this to hear, to hear me and yours review of a TV show that they've probably watched then probably just Google Nerdist to get what I'm going to spew back at them. We're going to make you keep listening to our, our comic. Our... <laughs> to our absolute nonsense. Nah, let, 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 let's go into it. I guess. Wait, because it was a good. It was a good. It was a good episode. So yeah, it was episode six. It came out on Friday. I'm just going through my things to get find my notes. <coughs> I'm just doing my usual, muting the computer and pulling it up. So fast forward to the episode as we go through it. You do that. I use the. I've. I've got the Wikipedia as like a skeleton, and I have all the review, all the, the things wrote down to. So he got his new suit, oh, which is so comic accurate that it's almost off-putting how comic accurate his outfit is. I know that we yeah, we moan. I'm the first person to moan when that happened. Like that's not comic accurate. That's. It's <laughs> meant to be a scale and it's more of a leather playtex it has on and not a scale of, of armour. I'm the first person to say it, but in the sort of reality they have, how comic accurate that suit looks a wee bit off, especially when like, the bit where he's talking to like, the uh, the generals and like... It's not even that big a reveal when they do it. Like They don't show you and put it on and have some big epic moment. It just crashes in a window. And he's like, yeah. "Yeah, I'm here. I'm Captain America now." He's did like, you want okay, a, cool? Did you want a Batman Forever thing where it shows you him putting on the outfit and doing a massive close up on his ass? Is that what you wanted? Nah. Was the Alicia Silverstone yeah. like ass thing? Nah, because that would that would be too on the nose for a film reference if he went. That's America. That's America's new ass. Yeah, America's new ass. <laughs> You know, I still don't have any idea who the fuck is who's the bald rushing who's the bald rushing guy? Like he fights I'm sure he fights bald... early in the series, but I can't. What bald and rushing guy? The, the, um he's like you see you see him going to Carly in the last episode and then Sam fights him at the very beginning of this one. Oh right. we have actually spoke about this in the he's in the first episode and he's the one in the, the plane. Oh, he's, oh this is the guy Cap fought on the in the in Winter Soldier, yeah, that is Barok the Leaper. <laughs> he is a. Okay, he, I've seen him three times on each time. I've not remembered who the fuck he is. I know who he is because he he's a one of the UFC's greatest fighters ever, George Saint Pierre. Oh, okay. 
so that's how I know who he is. Like, I would probably forget who he was if it wasn't for him being like one of the greatest mixed martial artists ever. But I picked up on like it was him on the phone also, like because I heard his accent. Uh-huh. So Barrett comes back in. He, <laughs> I'm still confused why he hates why why he hates Sam so much. I'm sure there's a reason he explained in an earlier episode that I've completely forgotten. Oh, he hates him because he got him put in jail, Chris, in the first episode, and then he gets busted out, and he's like, "Oh yeah." I mean, it's best to have an extreme grudge for being put, for being getting put in jail, but then maybe, I guess was that's the main motivation for a lot of comic villains. Why maybe, do you hate him? Maybe bad things happen to him. Well, if you remember, Chris, yeah, like, how, how, how about like? I mean, I mean, I suppose it depends what jail he went to. Did he go to like the Shawshank Redemption jail or the Green Mile jail? Like, on a yeah. scale of bad things happening to him in prison, how bad did he get it? Yeah, guys, so I don't reckon he got fucked in the showers. Yeah, nothing, nothing like that's going to happen to him. Like, he held that belt longer than anyone else, Chris. I think he's only been beat once in MMA. But um, <laughs> on that note, on like people that held a grudge. I could be wrong here, but didn't Eddie Brock Venom hate Peter Parker because he was a better photographer than him? Was that not the, the whole point? Of <laughs> I'm sure that's where that grudge came from. Was like, he can take better pics than me. I can't remember if it was because he gets better pictures or just because he was the only one that could get pictures of Spider-Man, but he had something to do with just um, the photography. It's like Jesus Christ and that causes to become this violent psychopath who eats people's brains and ruins Peter Parker's life because he but takes better did, photos than you. But why didn't he do this, right? Because he would have... When he became Venom, why did he not take pictures of Venom, set up the camera and take action pictures of Venom and then go back and be and be like, I've got... He's got Spider-Man. I've got the new one. I've got Venom. And like, the, well, technically speaking, technically speaking, it's because the symbiote brings out the worst side of you. You know, it doesn't make you love your great. It doesn't make you love your ultimate dreams. It make, it brings oh. out the most violent, most, the worst parts of you, and Could twists you your mind. If they done that, but they both set up the cameras before they started fighting, and they both try to hit like <laughs> get better camera angles for each other. <laughs> just, just, just just run into each other in an alleyway and start start having a bro moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to jump away every time you you try to take a photo because he must have something in his suit. They can take a photo, old Spider Man. I'm sure that with like Tony's yeah, dark yeah. tech, that he, he's got like probably a built in camera in the suit now that he can take photos. Actually, yeah. a good point. Why have none of the modern movies done him just have like a GoPro strapped to Spider Man's head rather than having him taking pictures? It's a bit old school, isn't it? Yeah. You think, but, you think they would strap GoPros so he could capture action shots now and upload them on YouTube? That's what he did. Is that not how Why? you know? Was people taking videos of him, and that's how like how Iron Man found him because they seen videos. It wasn't. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. So it was. I forgot that was in the films. Yeah. Yes, you're right. <laughs> oh well. Never mind. So they, they did so that. All the good ideas are already taken. <laughs> Maybe Marvel is listening, Chris, and just stealing them off us. Yeah. That into oh. my brain. So I'm fast-forwarding through the episode, but there's not really much point because most of the first half of the episode is just one long extended fight scene with not much plot happening. Can I can I bring up a, a, a COVID thing that 
they might bring back. Seeing the first episode okay. when they go or second episode when they go into the, the big container and they've stole it and what they were actually stealing, like on that and on the plane bit is they had oh what do you call them again? Cures. They had let's just say the asteroid virus uh what do you call that? Whatever I'm getting right now. Vaccine. Yeah, they had vaccines in the in in that and they were going to let a virus out. That's what was in the van and stuff. But when COVID happened they're like, Yeah, we'll just ditch this bit. Oh, was that the original plan? That was the original plan was to let for them to put a virus out and that's what (laughs) and that's what that mama person would have died of. Yeah. Disney was like Oh, so is this is this the reason the series was delayed then? Because they had to redo entire chunks of it. Because they're like, yeah, this is a bit too real for the moment. Yeah, there was because if you remember it, they were like, why are why are they stealing vaccines? Never brought up again. Oh yeah, that's right. So it was that's right. So they so they left that part in, but then just changed it to something else. Missed that because, in the editing room floor. Yeah, they're like, we 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 can't do that. I'm sure that they did that back in the original Spider-Man movie, because I'm sure he was meant to save helicopters using the Twin Towers. Yep, he was meant to spin a web between them, but then the 9-11 attacks happened. Because the original trailer, you can still find it on YouTube. No one where he, he does that in it. Yeah. But then, yeah, they yeah they ditched that idea, because unfortunately then 9-11 happened, and they were like, yeah, we can't really do this, it'd be in bad taste. Do you remember reading the comics around 9-11? Did you, were you were you reading like were you collecting or like you probably walked around uh, the planet? Not, not really, but I've heard of the Marvel nine eleven one that they did, the one that was all about ordering people on the group, and it was like Spider Man and all the heroes going about thanking the firefighters and the policemen for their work. But it's so bizarre in the sense of like nine eleven happened in their continuity, but people like the Hulk or our fucking Iron Man couldn't stop it. You know what I mean? Like it. It's such a, a weird thing in them thinking like you're the real superheroes fireman and stuff. And not that I'm saying like I'm against that. <laughs> right? Is this like a moment where you cause say the controversial <laughs> statement? <laughs> no, but I just think it's such a weird it's awesome that they've done that and they, they but it's so hard to like make it believable when you've got people that can punch the earth in half. But they couldn't stop yeah. playing flight. Like you know what I mean. That yeah, but Mar- Marvel would kind of have to explain that away, seeing as all their stuff takes place. Well, not all their stuff, but a lot of it takes place in New York. Like, oh, yeah, like that's where Spider-Man Avengers headquarters are. No, oh, is it the Avengers headquarters there? I know Fantastic Four's headquarters around Manhattan or somewhere it's like fantastic. that. The, the Captain the move to the, the, the Avengers mansion is in. You because they've got a mansion there, not that big building. Avengers Tower wasn't a thing, I think. So in New York alone, just off the top of my head, right, you've got Fantastic Towers. Fantastic Four, the Baxter building. You're upstate New yep. York, you've got the X Men. You've got Is that in, is that? That's upstate New York. Where oh, so that is, yeah, you're right. Oh, you're right enough. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's up in a kind of posh area of New oh. York State. So you've got the X. So you've got Fantastic Four. The Sorcerer Supreme also lives in New yep, York. You've got Daredevil. 
Jessica Jones, Power Man, like they're all kicking about New York. Spider Man. Spider Man. So all of these people. What happens in New York if they need an abundance of superheroes like that? Like I know Daredevil's pretty much street level and he's like fighting thugs and stuff. The Fantastic Four are like fighting cosmic entities, and so is. It's more confusing. How, it's more confusing how they don't run into each other every week. I know they do big crossovers every year, but you think they would just see each other running down the street, like on the way to fight different crimes at one point or another. Like Spider-Man yeah, just uh, casually passes by the Fantastic Four, like, "Where are you going? Oh, we're off to space again. Okay, cool. Have fun. I'm, I'm just going to stop this. I'm just going to stop this mugging. But yeah, you guys go and stop this cosmic entity. That's fine. Don't bother inviting me or anything. Oh look, there's Steve Stephen Strange fighting. <laughs> Fighting four different versions of us from a different alternate reality. Just let him go. Also, aye, Stephen. Aye, Doctor Strange just fighting fucking Cthulhu downtown while Spider Man's <laughs> off stopping another mugging. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, I never get invited to fight the fight the big guys. Like, mind you, I suppose he's got a psychotic serial. He's got two psychotic serial killers to deal with, so I suppose he at least gets some cool stuff. Yeah, he does have like. There's some cool like Spider-Man films. Swarm, I think, is my favorite. The man that's made of actual spiders. Like <laughs> he was bit by a radioactive spider, also. But instead of becoming Spider-Man, he just became he became pregnant, and his whole body became spiders. So he kind of broke down. It was fully yep. fully just spiders. <laughs> Don't worry, I will bring that up a lot many more times because it's so fucking bizarre. I'm trying to think of other because Spider Man's got a decent rogue He's not fucking. No, he's, he's not, not Batman. Carnage, he's got. Um... Yeah, let me look up Spider Man's rogue gallery. Who have we got? Does she have typeface? Uh, Chameleon. I mean, Chameleon's pretty cool. Vulture, Doc Ock, yeah. Sandman, Electro, Mysterio. Green Goblin, Craven the Hunter, Scorpion, Spencer Smith slash the Spider Slayers. No idea who they are. I've heard of them before. Oh, they're the one Rhino, big robot. Joker, King, uh, Kingpin. You always forget Kingpin was originally a Spidey villain. He wasn't always Daredevil. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Uh, Morbius. Morbius was originally Spider Man as well. Yeah. Oh, Jack the Jackal. What? Who's the Jackal again? Help me with that. Uh, Jacko, he's the scientist. He's the one who did the whole cloning thing. Oh, yeah, I remember that. But you could go into all those, like, the cloning ones are, are a pretty strange one. But he is... I, I, I want to know... Yeah, no, he's got a pretty good... He's got a pretty good Rose Gallery. It's just ones you forget about, like Mysterio and stuff. I want to know about the terrible ones, Chris. I, I like Kite Man, Condiment King... <laughs> oh, calendar man! Like, come on! Like the guy we were talking about earlier. If we're going to do a callback of the old, of uh, I mean, I mean, there's Hammerhead who I've heard of. A monster had his skull replaced with unbendable steel alloy. Oh yeah, he hangs about. I'm sure he's one of the the mob guys that hangs about. Like he's a a second to Punisher. No, Silverman. I've heard of him. Oh God, Silver. Yep, I'm just seeing a picture of Silverman. He's pretty lame. That's what I'm looking for. Like, I'm I'm looking for ones that are like, it's a guy that he's been pissed off and he's been fired, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to become a villain. That's what I'm going to do in my time. There's one guy just called Crime Master, a professional criminal who was the aliens of people. 
<laughs> I can't even find a picture of him. <laughs> There's like, he's been played by four different people. Just Crime but, Master. Like you weren't even trying with that name. But if you think what about it, it if I came to you and you're like, what do you do now? And I've got on my business card, I'm now Crime Master. You you would know exactly what I'm doing. Like, do you think marketing wise, Chris, Crime Master is a good oh, name? Yeah. Because Craven the Hunter tells you exactly what he's doing also. He's he's a hunter, Craven the Hunter. Vulture, oh, God. that's out there. Okay, here Sam. we go. We've, I found one, I've one, found one just called Gibbon. Gibbon. A, a human with a human with ape like abilities. There you go. So they think he might be a, he, he might be he might be a mutant. He might be a mutant, kind of like beast. But I can't. I'm not willing to go through the whole thing to see just how how it works. It's not the lamest. It's not. It's not quite kite man or stilt man, but it's still pretty bad. Pretty lazy. But they have powers, though. Kite man. <laughs> oh, here, oh, here we go. Here's one for you. Here's one for you. Grizzly, an ex-professional wrestler that wears a grizzly bear themed outfit. There we go. So I'm looking for something that doesn't have powers. <laughs> like because if, if think you I... think about, if you end up in a bizarre accident, Chris, and you now shoot lightning from your hands like electro. Like you got to do it. Like what? What else are you going to do with your time if you have like super electricity powers? Because there were, I remember before where I wouldn't mention the person that I'm talking about, but as soon as I come into the, you'll know exactly. We're talking about superpowers, right? He was like, "I'm going to have to do the voice too." I would want superhuman instincts, and I was like, "Why would you want that?" Like so, like. It would be a minute behind, so you'd be like a microsecond behind, so he would like be able to see time like that. All right, yeah. And he was like, I would go become a goalkeeper, and I would become the greatest goalkeeper that's ever, and I would make so much money because no one would be able to get, because I would have the instinct of knowing where the ball is, so no one would ever score. I'd become like the most high paid. Then I would go, and I would go become a golfer, or go become that, and I would just use my, use my skill because people would. And just become a professional sportsman and rake in the cash, because I would be like, oh, I, oh, I wouldn't want to like, I would want to help people or something like that. But you'd be against the government and get into that full kind of talk where you just like cash, that's it. <laughs> oh god! Right, anyway, should we get on with the show? Because we've got twenty minutes left. And we're, not, we're not even half. I mean, to be fair, as I say, we can pretty much skip the first half of the episode because nothing really interesting happens apart from the big fight scenes until you find right. out that what we all suspected, well, what you suspected and I didn't. I hoped it wasn't going to be the case that Sharon is indeed the power broker. Well, you called that because I brought up fucking Kingpin and how the Sharon's a scroll and stuff like that. You're just like, it, it seems like it's Sharon. And I was like, nah. Nah. I, but I, didn't, I, but I, didn't, I didn't think that at first. My initial instinct was, nah, she can't be because she sends him to kill the guy that's making the serum. Yeah, also when he says that he met her before met her before uh, Thingy, that when Baron Zemo says that he met her, met the power broker before, and that would have been like seven yeah. years ago before the snap, she would have been Agent 13, and that wouldn't have actually have happened. But we're just going to go, Marvel don't <laughs> want you to think about that. Yeah, is, so, this, is this going to be one of, this is going to be Marvel doing a comics thing where they just retcon certain parts? Yeah, look. He was, he, he, was, 
Like, always we'll just, that we'll, guy. We'll, we'll, and to be fair, they know 90% of people are just going to gloss over that anyway and not actually even remember that type of shit. Yeah. I barely yeah. remember. I wouldn't even have thought about the timeline. No, so let, I'll read you Wikipedia. On you, on you go, Chris? No, go ahead. I'm just, I, was, I was trying to think in terms, but I'm, no, I'm not dealing with time travel right now. <laughs> no. But, um, so also, this was one of the first Marvel movies that didn't, or Marvel like products anyway, that didn't end up with a massive CG fight and a, a beam of light shooting out to the sky. This is true. There was, that was true. There was no sky beam. I was actually thinking that while I was watching the episode. I was like, how are they going to, I was thinking, how are they going to put a sky beam in here? You're like, there's there's got to be a weapon that makes a sky beam. I suppose Cap- in terms of Captain America, it's always been the more grounded ones. Apart from, yeah. I suppose the end. Of, I suppose apart from the end of the first film, the shield heli- helicarriers crashing at the end of Winter Soldier was pretty over the top. But in terms of things, in terms of Marvel, yeah. still you know pretty grounded. Something that could actually happen. Yeah, no skybeam. No skybeam. Now you're going to like when you see a skybeam, you just smile because that's what after <laughs> I thought about it. I was like, oh no! So let me go for the Wikipedia here, right? Wearing Captain America's uniform in, in the flight suit, which Wakandans knew how to fucking build anyway, it's a top secret like, thing. They're just like, yeah, we can hack that and fly. If you remember <laughs> in the first one, he actually had like pilot hands, like he had to put his hands in and like flap them. If you think back to the Winter Soldier, and now like, he can just be like wings, don't feel me now. And he's got the bird back also. He's got red, red wing or whatever. It's oh, called. Right. oh, that's, that's right. Got, he's got well, he's got he's got more than one. He's got multi red wings. He's yeah, got an army of them now. Or is there like red one red wing in the metro, like baby red wings? Do they have like a hierarchy where there's like one one main one? But they're all red. So if they were different colours. You that would have been okay. But I was going to red go wing, into, wings. Oh, there you go. Remember. Hey. Remember the Flag Smasher actually had two guys called left wing and right wing, Chris, because they were super strong guys, <laughs> but the left wing could only throw left-handed punchers and right wing could only had a really strong right hand. Yeah, ah, yep. comics. <laughs> so he flew to New York and uh, it fought the Flag Smashers. Barnes, Carter, Walker all came and they all started fighting things. Then Walker gets a wee bit. Walker gets a wee bit of a redemption arc. Oh yeah, I don't know. He never really did it. When you think about it, Walker never technically did anything. Well, it's, you know, he went crazy and killed no, the guy, but he never he technically did anything wrong. Yeah, but he did, but he as an American. I mean, so, I mean how many people? How many people? How many people of Bucky and Sam and Sharon just straight up killed for? Not, but not on camera. <laughs> No, oh, not on camera, so it's alright as long as you don't get caught. Yeah. <laughs> this is the rule we're going with. We're going with, do you remember like, when the Americans get caught taking photos with like so, with prisoners and they were like taking photos, like, they were all naked and they had bags over their head and they were taking photos of them smoking and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And, like, that, was a, that was a massive, like, people, those people got like court-martialed and stuff. That stuff probably happens yeah. all the time, but because there were a photo of it doing it, they were pissed off because people found out about it. Because I mean, I, I suppose in fairness to, I suppose in fairness as well, the guy Walker killed was pretty defenseless. 
Yeah, he took off his head in front of lots of people. The rest of them were all kind of people that had guns and, you know, there was or were taken out out in the heat of the moment. They weren't. It wasn't quite. They weren't quite just cold-blooded anger killings. Yeah, this guy was screaming in front of people with with phones. Yeah, and he was. Yeah, he was getting on the ground. He couldn't. He couldn't really defend himself. It's not. Yeah, I suppose it's. Yeah, I suppose in fairness to me, yeah, maybe it's not quite the same thing. It, it's not like people are going to be like the Superman Doomsday fight, and they're like, "Superman, you shouldn't have done that. Like, you should have just let Big <laughs> Doomsday." Like, he was down. He was down. Come on. Mm-hmm. Right. So it went from that. He pulled that oh, van back up and showed it. He's going to take care of somebody, the humanity. I'm just, then, like, sorry, I'm just thinking of memes, you know, someone commenting over the Superman Doomsday fight. We just don't talk about it. <laughs> what? Do, so, accidentally revealed, she accidentally revealed that she was the power broker, like, in front of Batrock, the Leaper. And she just fucking shot she, him. Oh, so she did that, right? Yeah, that's right, because he yeah. knew. I, forgot, you, so, I forgot he was well, the Why did you hire me? Then she just shot him. Then she shot oh, Carly also. Because she was like, yeah. why don't you come back? And then she just yeah, went full the heel. Yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a bit that kind of made me sad. Sad. I was hoping Carly was going to make it through this thing. Yeah, so that. But they got that like beautiful like Michelangelo painting of like him carrying the fallen, fallen villain. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. You're carrying her down the streets of, I guess, New York. Yeah, because as we say, takes place in New York. As it does. Why does New York have? See if I was going to commit crime, Chris. Well, I wouldn't go to New York with all these heroes. Like I would go somewhere that I know don't have like fucking at least five super teams. You know what I mean? Yeah, go go to go to like an ice isolated town in Alaska or something. Oh, Although there's probably a fucking, oh, no, fucking no, that's probably got Alpha Force, so even that's out. I was going to say Alpha Flight. I was just thinking Team Canada Alpha flying Flight, over uh, it. Yeah. yeah, I mean Alaska's not technically Canada, so I suppose they might not go to Alaska. But I'm pretty sure if they heard of something happening, you know, right next door, they'd go. I guess we can look yeah. into it. Are you allowed to superhero over borders? Is that a thing? Like, <laughs> well, according to Falcon and Winter Soldier, yes. Well, I think according to Falcon and Winter Soldier, yes, as long as you don't get caught. Yeah, as long as you don't get caught. Because that was part of the theme of the first episode, remember? They're like, yeah, yeah you I mean, have to get them before they get into Iraq or wherever it was. Oh, yeah, because they were, they were in... Oh, fuck, I can't remember. It was a place my nan's been on holiday anyway. Was it Turkey? Oh, I think, yeah, I think it was Turkey. Yeah, you might be right. Oh, wait. Oh, was it? I'm trying to remember where they filmed the original Star Wars movie. I'm sure it was there. That was Turkey. Uh, when it was? Yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars was Turkey. It, it wasn't. It was beside. No, Turkey, oh no! Uh, the original god village is still there. Yeah, the original village is still there. Ah, god damn it! Mark. I can't no, remember the name. Oh, now I can add. It's not Israel. It was Tunisia. Tunisia. There you go, Tunisia. God damn it. So, I can't believe you remember that. My nan brought me back 200 cigarettes from there, Chris. 
<laughs> Brought me back 200 camel from Tunisia. I'm sure I gave you some. So, I'm just fast forwarding. I completely forgot. It was taking me, it took me ages until someone pointed out online when I asked, Do you think Zemo knew that the flag smasher would get taken out? Then I was like, Oh, then someone else was like, Well, it was kind of his butler that blew them up. So I think he probably knew. It's like, Oh, that's who he was. I was like, I forgot, the, forgot about the butler because he was only on like one scene. Yeah. Before now. And that's why I locked him in the fucking fridge in Tomb Raider 2. <laughs> So, so, he can't, so he can't kill your revolutionary yeah. group. What, about 20 or 30 years later. So they were that well, scene though, Chris, where they were when they were when he stopped and they, all the MPs, all the politicians, and he was like, "I know what this is like because I'm a black man and all this." It seemed weird for Marvel. And it needs to be said, but I don't know how I really felt about it. I know it's you that usually goes super racist and hates on black people and stuff, but I just said if you're going to if you're going to do that type of theme, you've got to earn it, and you've got to at least try and do it with a little bit of subtlety at least. Oh, there were no subtlety at all, but it sounds beautiful. But, I, mean, but, I mean, there's just—I mean, I know it's a superhero movie. You know, you can get you can give me a little bit. Well, let me put this uh, in here, Chris. So, Chris, that was actual parody. I know it's not funny you laugh about racism, but Chris <laughs> loves all people of colour. I, 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 I love most people in general. Don't but say yeah, most, no, Chris. That... You have to say all. I said most people in general. I didn't say colour specifically. I said most people in general. There's a few people that are exceptions to that rule, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> No, no, we won't. So, uh, so anyway, moving, moving quickly on. So then we get to see, hey, we get to see the raft again. Finally, we um, actually get to see it. We get to see the nice wee shot of it from outside, and Zemo's inside listening to his radio and just a smile on his face, knowing that the, that the butler had done that. That's pretty good, though. But so, actually, what? Dude, I'm not seeing. I was trying to figure out what books he was reading because I was trying to see how on the nose is that again. Ah, here we go. I have my Easter egg thing open also, so I'll tell you exactly what... Oh, oh, they're in Russian, so I can't tell. I'm guessing one looks like it might be Crime and Punishment in another language, but I can't be sure. They called him Black Falcon also, and they went, no, he's Captain America. I thought that was pretty cool also. Yeah, that was good. Like I mean, what was it before though? If he, if he's, if they were calling him Black Falcon now, what did they think he was before? Just, just Falcon? No, he was, he was still black. So he's black Captain America now. But them being in, them being in the raft is just setting up it being the Thunderbolts are coming. <laughs> yep, we're still, we're still, we're still, we're still rooting for this one, aren't we? The, the thing still that I'm for rooting, Thunderbolts. I'm rooting for the Thunderbolts. I'm rooting for her being her being a, a scroll. Okay, we've got a comment. This is by oh Tom. God. Tom says nothing. Okay. 
Nope, I'm, I'm probably glad of that after because it came straight after straight after my comments about racism. I'm like, oh god, what have I done? But um, but yes, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're still we're still thinking overall. Thunderbolts are coming at some point. Is it maybe Dark Avengers, Dark Avengers, or like some kind of Ooh. evil team, or yeah. pretty much their <laughs> it could be or like their version of of the. What was that movie called again that won an Oscar that's terrible that we both slagged off? Oh, Because right. I think they can use Norman Osborne now because I'm sure there was a news article re- just this earlier this week, maybe, about uh, Disney and Sony have reached another deal. Yeah, they're putting up more films and stuff. So I think Norman Osborne <laughs> is allowed now. I think he is cool to come over. Oh, it's, oh, do you realize it's still, oh, they'll basically be allowed to put all the old Spider Man movies on Disney. Plus. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, so they've reached but, a deal. So, what's it? So, the deal, so, not your, not your content licensing agreement, they'll bring Disney new Sony theatrical releases, starting with 2020 films, to Disney owned platforms. Ah, uh, so it's for like, if they're going to do streaming, co- I'm presuming it's because Sony don't have their own streaming platform yet. Yeah. So I think they'd... what they've done is basically they're they're teaming with Disney to do like the VOD stuff, but I which will then also be. But I think they've got a deal with Netflix, them. so I think it goes straight to Netflix for a year, then goes to Disney with these films. Like, so it's TV. actually so, pay one TV window starting twenty twenty. That window which follows the films yet. Oh, it's one week after a theatrical release. With Sony stuff, which films, yeah, will be owned by Netflix thanks to a deal announced earlier this month. That means Sony films will hit theaters first, then paid rentals and purchases, then Netflix, and then finally Disney. I just watch it on Netflix or find other ways. Yeah, so basically, they've yeah, basically, so they sign content deals that will with multiple companies. That's weird. So what happens then, right? Is with at the end, it just goes to be on home, like the home base is is Disney Plus. Then, uh, where are we? Sorry, right. Let's let's go back. Then he goes and sees oh Isaiah again. What of course his name? Oh, that's right, yeah. Black Captain America guy. Then takes him to the the Captain America like museum. museum. That has. Have you ever seen the Doctor Who episode? With Vincent Van Gogh. Yes, I have. Yeah, I was going to say it's Doctor Who. Do you think? <laughs> I was going to say what do you think, but then yes, no, I have seen that episode. The the bit where he takes him to the Van Gogh thing, and he listens to Bill Nye talking about how he's a beautiful man and how like people didn't understand uh-huh. him at the time, but he's he's that, and he's standing behind him and he's crying. It's a beautiful scene. It's one of it's a if I need to cry yeah, for something, the, they've got a. Uh, well, did you in the did, did you find this, did you find the Isaiah scene slightly off-putting, like or not? It's not off-putting, but like a bit odd. Like no, I... he spent all this he's, he's, he's been oh, spent all this time being angry, and all it took for him to kind of forgive for everything that happened to him was a statue and a plaque. I'm like, I've been no, wanting a bit more than that. You want cash to with <laughs> a pension? But I mean. He... He's I mean, still, you know, I wouldn't. He's still start. not happy with it. He's, he's still not happy. He's like, I wouldn't do it. Look, they've spat on me. They've remember me, but I'm still not going to forget that my wife died and I was in prison. 
but this was this is a nice start. Yeah. Okay. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose, so, I suppose it's a start. But I wanted to see, was, does that mean that he never had a Captain America outfit? Did, was he just dressed as a regular soldier? Like, in the comics, they had him, like, like in a sort of, like, Captain America, like, they Captain America'd him. Yeah. I wonder if we, wonder if we make it, not a prequel series, but I wonder if we might see, like, flashbacks to that at some point. Red, Possibly. white, and black? Yeah. I would yeah. love to see red, white, and black. That would be awesome. Yes. I mean, it's possible. They've been just a character that, with that much story behind them. You would think it think that it would make sense to use them again. I would love to see Red, White and Black, Black or something. as a Vietnam film. Because that's what it's meant to be. Could you imagine that little... I can't remember. Yeah. Almost like a, a Predator thing. Of them, but Predator is is the Winter Soldier, and they're all getting taken out. <laughs> well, that would be pretty cool because he, he says that he beat he bit him up, so that would be like yeah, that's right because he would have been that's right. I keep I keep forgetting Bucky was kind of what was was Bucky okay. frozen? Oh how yeah, Bucky, he, was he frozen as well, or how did that happen? I can't actually remember from the films. They took me sleep. Like what? You what? Oh, that's right. He that, was that's right, he was like cryo sleep. Yeah, he was cryo sleep. So they'd be like, We need someone killed, get him out, then he would go to the job, and then they would put him back to sleep, yeah, and then the next time, then he, yeah. So that's he, right, because I, 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 I keep forgetting about that because I'm like, Wait a minute, Bucky's been and Then it's every so often when I think about it, I'm like, Yeah, that's right. How does Bucky's Bucky been around for so long? Think of like, right, a yeah. ho- like a Hoover crew. He gets taken out of the cupboard, does the job, <laughs> and gets put straight back in the cupboard. <laughs> Also well, appropriate because it equals about the same amount. Also appropriate because it equals about the same amount of times I Hoover each year. Because <laughs> the amount of times he's killed people. Like, ah, yeah, I'll get about once every five years or something. See, Just I when it starts to dust- get really bad. Yeah, I have a dust allergy, so like, I know if I Hoover, it will shoot dust about the room. So I, that's my excuse for not Hoovering since Christmas. <laughs> In fact, it's the exact excuse for Hoovering to get rid of the dust. But that wouldn't that put the dust in the the air? No, because it goes into the tank. Talk- Shop, Chris. I'm not hoovering. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, off topic again. So yeah, we get the nice wee scene with Isaiah. Then we get the then we get Bucky being invited to the family cookout, and everyone having a nice wee having a nice wee party. And we have a cool tune. We have what yeah, do you remember? We have a a seventies funk classic song at the end of Winter So. Oh, that's right. There's a new song. I forgot. I didn't. Of the Falcon. Yep, and we finally get confirmation. It's like, yep, it's now Captain and the, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yep. So oh, Falcon, we, we had Falcon and Captain America going forward. We missed. Oh, I thought he would be called the White Wolf. I thought he would get called the White Wolf, but he did not. No, because that was that's oh mate oh yeah no because that's his Wakanda name it's not his it's not a villain name so yeah they could have done that I thought they would have went by White Wolf and if you were interested Chris the White Wolf is actually the stepbrother of Black Panther in the comics but he's a wee bit he, who his family died in the jungle and then they adopted him or something like that no. yeah so they won't. 
Oh, that, right. They no, could just use the name. It was in a cartoon. So, yeah, like, no, that would have made more sense because if it's because they're shedding the old the old Falcon identity and giving him Winter Soldier, it makes sense to give Bucky a new name as well. But and Kevin Lightning go for that type of way. But maybe what he was trying to do now with the book, this is what this I could go deep here, right? With the book, because he went and told him, he's not running away and avenging it. He's he's almost clearing his name, so he's making the Winter Soldier become like he's trying to take it back and own it and like make that good. Like the same way he's good, if you know what I mean. Not just dumping it, like going, the Winter Soldier was a baddie. I'm going to try to fix it and make it mean when people hear it, they go, oh, he's a good guy. So holding yeah, on to it. Because he went and told that that guy's dad that what he'd done. Like, he was clearing it, look, after here. Like, because that's the whole thing of, of Sam, was he doesn't have a super soldier. He has a, I don't want to sound like a big idiot here. He's got a super heart, and that was that was the whole. Like, no, you know what I mean. Though, like, you could talk people down and yeah, understand where they were coming from. Then we've seen John Walker again. And he got his new outfit and then the, the comic accurate That's outfit. Right. It says, "We don't need a Captain America. We're going to need a US agent. Mm-hmm. Things are going to get crazy." That's open to yep. that. What we talked about before. Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts or Evil Avengers or something. Then they had that mid-credit um, scene with Sean Carter coming out and saying, I've been on the phone saying, now we've got... Was he ever? I can't actually remember. Pardon? Was he ever part of the Thunderbolts? Or did he fight them? I can't remember. He was a member of the Avengers West Coast. So let me look up US agent. I think he was at one point, or they could just put him into it. I don't know. Yes, he didn't. Let's... Yeah, he was part of the Dark Avengers, apparently. But not the Thunderbolts. The Thunderbolts were... The Thunder... It would make more sense for him to be in the Dark Avengers, but call it the Thunderbolts because, you know... They don't, yeah, they've Thunder... already got an Avengers and they probably don't want to get th- make things confusing. Yeah, and that's they've already passed the story that it would have been that they would have used that because that comes out through Civil War. Oh. Dark event. In so the he joined Doctor Avengers and battled the now evil Scarlet Witch. Oh yeah, at that's... one point. So good that. Mm. So I could get look into one division then. Because. I think he was going to, because do you know in the last day or two that they've now said that the, oh, Sharon, let me finish the episode. Sharon yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Says, that she's, says that she's got all these things to sell or she's got all these things. She's a scroll and she's went into top top thing, top ranks and now she can tell the scrolls what's going on. That's what I'm thinking. Monfesto confirmed, Chris. My sister. <laughs> but just. But are the scrolls not? Oh no, that's right. Is there? Are the scrolls not good in the movies? I thought it was the Kree Empire who was bad in the films. I thought the scrolls were mostly be, good guys in the films. They they bad, bad bad too. I've not actually yeah. seen the Captain Marvel. I've not seen yet. Yeah, they're bad scrolls. She fights a, a granny, 
on a train and bumps into Stan Lee reading the Mulrath script. Okay, so they could. Okay, so I have mind you. So, I so it could be hooking in because it's been announced they're doing Secret Invasion, hasn't it? Hasn't Secret Invasion, yeah. Secret Invasion's coming, which I think is going to have Samuel Jackson and Elaine from from Seinfeld, like Buttonhead. I think that because it's a Samuel Jackson, like can a Samuel Jackson joint will go to Quentin Tarantino with <laughs> Quentin Tarantino joint. It's a Samuel Jackson joint, so I I believe that. And I believe that Armor Wars will have Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and thingy in it too, US agent for Armor Wars. And I think that Sean Carr might be involved. If that comes first, Sean Carter will be doing that. Then it will come down to being. It also makes sense. I suppose it would make sense for her to be a scroll then. Maybe I could be totally wrong. Um, Speculation, you could just be totally wrong, but it makes sense in the context. Also, that also, she's looking yeah. for ways to get this stuff. I mean, a better motivation than just Sharon's now evil and wants money for some reason. Well, we've got. A, she's got a comment. Oh, <laughs> in the last five minutes of the episode. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Can you guys hear me? Yes, Tom, we can hear mm. you loud and clear. How are you doing? Just, just a good... No, I hope you're doing well, Tom. But we can hear you loud and clear. One, two, three, four. Over. But it was that? I got. That I thought they could hear me. Oh, it's Tom, and he could hear us. It just said Tom. I don't know who he is. Oh dear. <laughs> Maybe just to turn the microphone up a wee tiny bit then. I can hear, caught more, caught most of it, caught more than last time. Oh, last time we didn't see anything at all. It was just, yeah. So we got, here we go oh. again, and I'll come out. <laughs> Maybe we'll find out. So you can hear me then? Indeed we oh, can, actually, that Tom. Was, yep, that was loud and clear that time. So... Well, we're going by the scroll in the way. I, I don't know. I've not got a full map up. Right, let me check. I've got it here. Phase four. So next we're going to have Black Widow, which is coming out. US release 9th of July, UK release July. So they'll both be on that. Then got another comment. Tom again. <laughs> That's fantastic. I've been fucking trying to get this thing to go all day, you know. But I had the gain turned down, believe it or not. Now you now you can keep going, Tom. I sometimes do that, but I have it on like as on the old Apple, like you can flick it so you can have Loki's out before Black Widow. Is it? Loki's eleventh of June. June June eleventh, yep. Then we've got what if Summer and just in summer 2021, so that could be before or after Black Widow. I think it'll be then like July. Shang-Chi, then Shang Chi to close out the year or Shang Chi oh. in September. Yeah, I've got Shang Chi Eternals November 5th, Spider Man oh, December 17th. Yep, that's right. Then Feb in March of next year is Thor Love and Thunder and Doctor Strange. <clears throat> 
Alright. Yep, that's how Oh, Tom again. How is he doing? Hey, thanks for your help there, guys. I'll be back later on. I'm just a lot. I don't know how long I'm going to be on for. But I'll catch up with you soon, yeah? No problem, Tom. <laughs> thanks very much. Pleasure for good helping yep. you. So, we've got all of them coming up Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, well, that's next year. year. Second, second, for this year, we've got Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home, Loki and What If. See, and apparently Hawkeye and Miss Marvel, which don't have dates announced yet. Which is, I want, I'm looking forward to Hawkeye, as you know. Uh, Miss yep. Marvel is <laughs> pretty cool. Hawkeye will also bring in a Young Avenger. Yep. And so Miss Marvel is a Young Avenger also. And there were a young Avenger brought in. In uh... do you think? Do you think? Oh, do you think they'll use? Do you think they could use um Tom Tom Holland Spider Man in Young Avengers? Because technically speaking, he's not an Avenger he could, yet. He could be the leader of that young young Avengers, if anything, really. If you think about it, yeah. still meant to be a teenager in the films, or yeah. well, I don't know what age you would now technically in the timeline, because obviously you know Tom Holland's getting a bit older, but he's still in high school. He's still, he is still in high school. At least he looks like a teenager. Like Tobey Maguire <laughs> was like, I think in his early. It's not like it's not grease-like casting. Like he wasn't like thirty-four and playing a sixteen-year-old, but he was. He was not far off it. Yeah, how old? Actually, how old was this? Tom Holland. I think he's like between twenty-one and twenty-five. Uh, born nineteen. Yep, age twenty-four. Yeah, so he still he looks young enough to play at least believably play a high schooler. Give another six years and maybe not. Benji, that could be when they Benji, that could be could be could be another six years before we get a young Avengers. But the thing is that Spider Man can age. Like, what age was he in the comics? When I was reading that, I'm sure that he was meant to be like twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, like I think he, I think Spider Man's the only one that's. I think Spider-Man is the only one that's ever broken the cardinal rule of comics that superheroes don't age. You had to get them out. I'm pretty sure Spider-Man is the only one that's actually ever aged in the comics. Like, the Fantastic Four have all stayed the same age. I can tell you one comic character that I know ages and it's a part of his story because he's slowly dying. Oh, um... Crap, I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember the name. Go ahead. Hellblazer, Constantine. Oh, yeah, Constantine. getting older yeah. and older. Really? Uh, I'm just trying to see how old Spider-Man is in the comics now. I know, he's, I know he's in his... Must be in his 30s. But come on, they've, they've had, like, final... What, they've had, like, Onslaught and Heroes Reborn and stuff, and I'm sure... Oh, yeah, back the... yeah, that's true. They could have retconned it a thousand times by now. Yeah, I'm sure he's. Oh, I'm sure he's been over high school, like being held back more than I have. I wasn't held back in high school, but it'd be funny if it was. How old is Peter Parker, Spider-Man in the comics? Oh, oh, that's all about the ladies, so that doesn't help. I think they want them between the ages of sixteen and nineteen, usually. They want them still, because that was the whole thing. Like all superheroes were like 
Yeah, so they say roughly 27 in the comics, but maybe thirty anywhere between 27 and 35 in the comics is the best I can find. Because wasn't he like a working scientist and stuff like that? He's not doing that at 19. Yeah, I'm sure he... I became like a, yeah, he became a college professor at one point, I'm pretty sure. I think he actually it... went, like he went and like when became a science professor. He's old, I don't know if it was old high school or a university. NYU, I'm sure he was in NYU. Yeah, because I don't know. As I say, it's, it's comics timelines are confusing. I'm sure Spider-Man, like the whole point of him when he came out was Spider-Man was the first superhero that didn't have his shit together. If you know what I mean, like he was dealing with school and stuff. Because pretty much, yeah. Like Batman, like was a multi-millionaire playboy, yeah. chosen soldiers. Superman was a an reporter. Like he was dealing with like high school pimples and getting knocked back from Mary Jane. That's right. I've compl- I've completely forgot in the comics he swapped identity. Like Doctor Octopus took over his body. Oh, the Superior Spider Man. Yeah, aye, the Superior Spider Man. That's right. I completely forgot about that. I think Doctor Oct was dying of a disease and he swapped minds and he wanted he was going to become a villain, but then he he had that like thought of he could be a better hero than Peter Parker. And that's when they uh, brought in the. Oh, oh, it was in uh, Romita's run, or the one of John Romita's runs. He was a, he, he was a high school. Te- he was the teacher at his old high school. See for time and do you want to double barrel Invincible for next week? And I'll watch. <laughs> yeah, I think I was. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think we'll get through Invincible. So, we'll maybe just do one or two episodes. Right, next week we've got to do get a new name. <laughs> we'll get a week to <laughs> yep. get a new name. Oh, if anyone has a suggestion, feel free to leave that on Will's Facebook page. Yeah, a uh, new name, or do you want? Do you want homework? Do we, yeah, give us some homework, homework next week. Do you, uh, if you can get your hands on Mortal Kombat, I'll actually get Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Watch Mortal or were you thinking? Are you thinking? Are you, are you thinking doing Nick? The or are you thinking of doing the? The Nick, the Nick Fury movie with David Hasselhoff. See, I can do Mortal Kombat, and we could do David David Hasselhoff, or we could do Blade, or we could do Howard the Duck. We, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of things that we could watch. We could do the Cape. <laughs> I've never seen that. What tell? What tell you one that you could watch? And I've, I've actually got you access to watch it if you fancied it. Have you ever watched Runaways? Uh, I watched, I think I watched the first five or six episodes, but I never finished it. Same with Cloak and Dagger, I never finished that. Oh, that was very sexy, Cloak and Dagger. But uh, Runaways was good, but they, they they made the first series actually just the first comic. First two. Because the first comic... Yeah, Are they doing a second series of that? Of what? Uh, Runaways. Well, there were three seasons of it. It was finished. Oh, there's already been two seasons. Oh fuck, there's been three seasons. Jesus, I've not even finished the first one. That was so I enjoyed the, that. So the third season last one then. Yeah, because they lost the contract, and that's when Marvel, like Disney Plus and stuff. So they ah right, it's... so they're going to get that. No, it's already on. Oh, Disney Plus. Marvel going to get but... rights from that then. Yeah. So what? Oh well. What do you... At least now there's an end point. I guess I can go back and watch all three seasons at some point. I'm not going to yeah. be doing it next week. No, so what would you like as homework? What do you want to have next week on 
what film should we attempt to take to take apart and talk for two hours about everything else? I, I feel like we... I don't think I could do Mortal Kombat because there's not really that much to talk about about it. I think like see if we whatever we have like because today we 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 talked about that and we did our usual like sidebar and going for it. But I think see if we have something with the sort of history of like Howard the Duck or Blade or one of those sort of things. Mm-hmm. That would be Howard the Duck would be an interesting one to cover. Because that would be meaty, the very first Marvel movie, Howard the Duck, made yep. by, oh, was it, was it a George Lucas film? It was either George Lucas or something like that, so it's got all these I, big I names believe, on it. I believe, I believe it. No, it was. It was a Lucasfilm production. But <laughs> God knows how, because the special effects do not live up to the rest of it. Oh, it's just, it's, well, probably, it's probably Warwick Davis in a suit. Actually, it's not a suit. Uh, Lucas proposed adapting the comic book following the production of Megan Petey. Yeah, I don't know, so George Lucas was definitely involved at some point. Who directed oh, it? Oh, apparently. They directed it? Mm. No, who directed it? Uh, can't find. Produced and written by uh, George Lucas, the actual producer. Where the hell? It doesn't even... Usually the first paragraph of... Usually the first paragraph of Wikipedia tells you who... Who directed it. Directed by Willard Hayuk. By who? Willard... Willard... Oh, Willard Huck. Huck. Willard Huck. (laughs) Also directed... Writer for Indiana Jones? Okay, okay. I'll save this for next week because he's got some interesting stuff in his biography. Would Would you like to do Howard the Duck for next week? <laughs> yeah, let's do Howard the Duck next is, week. Is, yeah, we can to... I can do some research on the comics as well. Now, the comics are fantastic. And also, he showed up in the two Guardi- Guardians of the Galaxy and he showed yep. up as a blink if you miss it in Endgame also. Yep. Yeah, Harry the Duck sounds good. Yeah, and also, do you know he's a master of Do you know he's a master of So next week, two last episodes of Invincible. I think it's the two last, isn't it? Yep. Next week's last episode of Invincible. Yeah. And Howard the Duck. And whatever else we managed to get distracted by. <laughs> but Howard, he's a master of Duck Fu. I'm sure he has an Iron, an Iron Man suit also. Like, if you want to do this all about Howard the Duck, because I know this sounds really fucking stupid, Chris, right? But at the time, Howard the Duck, like, I'm sure it's an Eisner winner and, like, it's a parody on things, but... Not surprising. Howard the Duck is, like, he's been a babysitter for the X-Men and stuff like that, like, for being... I did Oh, God, there's all sorts of weird stuff about him. He's quite oh, like Deadpool, he's just more fall breaking characters. I'm sure he talks to the third person also. Though Howard's adventures are generally social satire with parodies of general fiction with meta fiction involved in the medium. The book's existential and the main joke is according to Gilbert is there is no joke. That's like most serious moments and more incredible dumb moments are often discussed by one by <laughs> one more point of view. So adapt 
that was deliberately seen that he can he's one another one of those characters that that can talk and they were saying that <laughs> he's ill tempered human that echoes the most common tagline is trapped in a world he never made because he knows it's a comic too so I would like to I'll come and do the history of it and read into <laughs> it like I I'll do a will and get far too much knowledge about Howard the Duck. About... I might actually read some of the comics. I'm looking through the Wikipedia now, and I'm like, I might actually read some of these storylines because some of them look fucking brilliant. I'm sure Elder had like a massive, <laughs> massive book of it, and he also smokes a cigar. Like, I don't think he would do that anymore due to the the comics, the com- comics code. And also, Chris, I will give you something from my collection if you don't have it for do- for doing this. I have a present for you. I will. Take Howard the Duck, right? And one of your favourite DC characters, and I'll put them to. Well, amalgam them. Oh, I, oh, I see. I know where you're going there. I have because you know, I, <laughs> I enjoyed the idea of violence in the 90s, like any other teenage boy. I have the one shot of amalgam comics, Lobo the Duck, and I will give you Lobo that. The Duck. <laughs> I forgot about that from the amalgam universe, but I do remember it now. Yes. Fucking awful. It is awesome in that sort of idea, but really awful. <laughs> the kind, it sounds like an idea that should work. Oh, it is. It, do you do you want to know some of the other amalgam? Co- do you have any amalgam? Um, I don't actually know if I do. I'd have to look through the long boxes. I don't think I actually ever bought any of them. I think I bought this series that ran up to it, and there was a sequel series as well. There were Marvel. There like, were. Marvel versus DC, then I think on the third issue, Amalgam happened. Um, I'm going to read you the, the list of the titles and tell me what you had here, or if you had any. There were 24 comics that was you know, made. Apparently my Wi-Fi is being weird, and it's saying I've used up 100% of my mobile data. Well, that's not good. So my, uh, it's because it renews on the 23rd. Uh, weird thing. I'll explain, it. I'll explain that one to you after the show. <laughs> right. So, it's weird because it's working on PC in my week, so my wireless adapter's working. I don't know that. So there I mean, are... Tw- it says I'm connected to Wi-Fi. Bugger knows. There were 24 issues, right? They're released in the same month because I, I went and tried to buy them like an idiot. So there were Amazon, which I don't know, Assassins, Doctor Strange Fate, which I have, JLX, Justice League X-Men, <laughs> Legend of Dark Claw, which is Batman and Wolverine, Batman yep. and Wolverine, Super Soldier, Superman, uh, Superman, Captain America, Bruce Wayne and the Agents of Shield, Bullets and Bracelets, which I've never heard, Magneto and the Magnet Man. Okay, apparently there was a Wally West fusion with Ghost Rider called Speed Demon. Oh yeah, that was next. I didn't. It doesn't tell me besides what they were. Because there were a Dark Claw, the animated series also. Iron Lantern. Iron Lantern. Oh, that's right. I remember that one, yep. I'm just trying to look through and see which ones I remember in the comics. Who did Ben Grimm forge with? I, I don't know. Because are we going to call it in the next couple of minutes since we went over our two of our usual time? Because <laughs> there were a, 
there were a superhero that I wanted to talk about who's my who's now became my very favorite of of X Men, but I may keep that for next week because I know how we always have an obscure character. I think we'll <laughs> yeah, that'll probably that'll probably be at least another twenty minutes. Yeah, because you know how we usually have an obscure character, and I think this week was who was this week's obscure character of the week. It was either the fucking guy that Punisher killed that we couldn't find anything on or the Spider-Man film that you brought up, like Chimpo or something. So it's either Chimpo or... So week one we had Dengar. Is he away? He's all here. I can still hear you now. So week one okay. we had Deng. What week one we had Dengar, right? I'm going to talk. So when Chris comes back, I'm going to call it a night with him and leave it there. We went a bit longer than usual. We've had fun. We've talked about prices and stuff. And I hope you come back next week. And me and Ash will be back on Wednesday doing a Mouth of the Clyde news and chat and we hope you can join you there if you listen to this it's always good to have you it's always good to have Chris when he's here when his internet is not being the internet and not working for him but that's him being hacked as he knows and he just keeps coming back so I'm going to let him know that this we're calling it a day in Are you back? Oh, come on. He's getting there. This is how we end. This is almost as bad as that Hulk movie where the end was... It got all good until the end was rubbish. He's spoiling the ending. I'm telling him to leave and I'll call it. So... This is the end. I'm sorry Chris can't join us at the moment because he's having phone issues. But it's always a pleasure. And we'll see you next week. Read some comics.